Hello, everybody. Hello. I just keep saying Kelly's mad over and over again <laughs> until Kelly admits that she's mad. But I don't even know what I would be mad about. Well, that's for you to figure out. Oh, okay. I have to go back. <laughs> go back. Um, this is FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is our podcast. That's why I'm not in therapy. That's what therapy sounds like to me. What? It's like you go in, the therapist is like, you're sad until you're like, okay, yeah, 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 there's reasons. No, that's not really what it's like. So. That's what it looks like. You don't have to go. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a service industry podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. The service industry. The industry of service. The, the serving. Serving. Servitude. Servicing. Servile. Certifile? Servile? Isn't that a word? Servile, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, whew. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was thinking of like, uh, you know, like, cinephile. I thought that's what you oh. were. And then I was like, mm, that's a weird, I guess we sort of are cinephiles. that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think of either of us as true cinephiles. Oh, no, I meant like for service. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm not really into movies. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Oh, shit. You love garbage. That's your uh, what thing. What about, um, I loved Phantom Thread. Yeah. Sure. PTA. Um, you're a white girl with daddy issues. We all <laughs> loved Phantom Thread. <laughs> That's true. Um, I don't believe in that daddy issues joke. I just wanted to say it. Um, <laughs> I really hate those. I don't know, but it was an easy, you know. You know, it was there. It was among friends. Um, Cool. Very cool. Um, do you have any stories for the week? Yeah. So it was my birthday last Yay. week. Happy birthday. Thank you. And so we went to first to Benihana, mm-hmm. which was a true delight for me. Uh huh. And then afterwards, we were just in Midtown and we were like, where do we go? Like, what do we yeah. do afterwards? And our friend suggested this bar, Russian Samovar, which I had never heard of. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and we went, and it's just a very funny bar. There was, like, a piano, and a woman just played. Like, it was a piano bar, and a, just but just a random woman. Like, it didn't seem like she was, like, a true well, she, performer. First of all, she wasn't playing the piano. When we came in? No, no, Oh, no. yes, I forgot that. She it's just playing. a backing track. Yes. And her sitting at a piano. <laughs> yes, that is true. Sort of aping playing piano (laughs) with a crazy hat on yeah (laughs) and um and then also they own pretty much exclusively serve different infused vodkas (laughs) and then you can order them either as like a flight of shots or in a martini and the martini is just like four ounces of whatever vodka of chilled vodka yeah and then also at the first round, everyone was trying to be like, I'll take mine dry. I'll take mine wet. And literally the guy was like, mm-hmm. kill yourself. <laughs> like Lillian was like, I'll take it wet, like with more vermouth. And he was like, he was like, mm, no, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. It's just a very strange, very funny bar. He, the bartender was hilarious. I loved him just because he was like, so like openly rude. Like, when you were like, I thought it was going to be, like, black pepper. And he was like, I don't think so. Yeah, he said, so, okay, so I ordered um, a pepper a pepper because they had, like, cilantro, garlic, blah, blah, blah. Like, all these different, like, you know, yeah. horseradish. And I was like, there was a pepper one. I was like, oh, like a black pepper. Mar- that sounds really good to me. Yeah. 
And then it showed up and it was just like really cold, but like the hottest, spiciest. And I, I actually really like super, I'm not, I really like super spicy stuff. Yeah. But I was like drinking that much vodka that is that spicy. I couldn't do it. It was so spicy. Yeah. Like reader, it was (laughs) so spicy. I can't even express you. Like you're thinking like, oh yeah, pepper infused vodka. No, no. Whatever you're thinking, dial it up a thousand percent. Think about alcohol. Think about anything that's in contact with a jalapeno for, I'm going to say, four months or how... Like it but must, not even a jalapeno. because no, There's multiple Multiple peppers. spicy, spicy peppers. The oil's just like in every well, tiny Yeah, drop think of a jalapeno-infused tequila and then dial that up by 6,000%. It was nuts. It was truly crazy. And but I, then we were like, Lillian was like... Sorry, it's too spicy for me. I thought it was going to be black pepper. And he just, like, laughed. Yeah, he was like, huh, no, I don't think so. And I was like, yeah, I, I know now that that's not correct. <laughs> you know what I was to say? I don't think so. Yeah, it was so funny. But it was just a hilarious bar. I really enjoyed myself. And then did a little research about it the next day. Dorinda Medley, a Real Housewives of New York, has been photographed there, geotagged it there. Really fun. And then I was chatting to my favorite regular the next day. He was like, you know, what's new with you? I was like, it was my birthday. I went to this bar. And he was like, why did you go to Samovar? And I said, why do you know what that is? Yeah. And he was like, my ex-boyfriend was Russian and we used to go there all the time. Wow. Which is remarkable. I mean, I love that place. I know. I was like, that's awesome. You're lucky. Yeah. I mean, I told Ted, I was like, I would love to come here on a date. And he was, like, disgusted. He, like, didn't understand. And I was like, it's so cool. He's like, why? Because it's, like, got lights in here? He was just like, why? (laughs) It's like, there are lights in here. He's like, why would you want to come here? It looks, I'll go with you. It's very romantic to me. Yeah. There's fringe on everything. Yeah, fringe everywhere, red lights. Weird vodka. What's Weird not vodka. To there were ha- so many hats behind the bar, and after you left, the hats begun to be worn. Wow, it was a true part. People were definitely smoking inside. People were smoking inside. Yeah. Anyways, a little. It you know, it's like not to be one of those people because I'm not from here and I'm not. I you know I haven't lived here that long, but it does make you be like, ah, uh, it's like a little taste of like old new uh, old new you know? york or like just a, a taste of like what things can be that yes. you don't often see anymore exactly in my opinion even though i don't have a huge frame of reference but yeah i'm imagining yes um yeah that was really fun it was and a, it was like not planned and it was like, not planned and then to find out that this whole world exists around this bar i was like wow we're lucky i feel like i've been let into a world totally yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. When you go to it's that same thing that we always talk about. You go to a place where it's like just so their rules. Yes. It's their it's you are completely at like their mercy. Yeah. <laughs> but you are if you're along for the ride, it's great. Yes. If you're, if you're game. If you're game, if you're down. Yeah. They're going to say great. Yeah, they gave Come you guys on free board. shots. They gave us free shots. And it's actually good that I didn't drink. I didn't really I had like a beer and I was like, I am glad that I'm not completely wasted on a ton of really spicy vodka right now because it's sounds like a bad <laughs> hangover. <laughs> yeah, we also heard um this girl was like very drunk in the bathroom, like vomiting. Yeah. Openly so. And then she was like 
talking to her friend and she was like, I don't think I can carry all this stuff out. It was like her purse and stuff. And her friend was like, look, you carried a glass of wine into the bar. I think you can carry this out. <gasps> Very funny. That's a great overheard in New York kind of situation. You walked in here with a glass of wine in your hand. You can carry your purse out. <laughs> yeah. You wasted bitch. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, my service story or bar thing. Um, I, oh, um, I was just curious for what you think about this because okay. it's been really busy. This is, we were just talking about how right now is like, Everyone's getting fucked in New York or, you know, the East Coast because it's um, everyone's back in town, but it's still really hot out. So it's like all of the patios and like all of those things are still full. But like it, we just haven't adjusted. It's too much. Yeah. Too many guests. Because normally during summer you have your patio, but that's all you have because it's like. Pe yeah, people just want to sit outside. People just want to sit outside. But then right now, it's like people are going out and having dinners and like it. So it's literally every seat, every possible seat it's is crazy. crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's too much. But I was thinking this. So with the return of everybody, and I feel that in the summertime, you get like the true neighborhood, the true New Yorkers, mm -hmm. the true like everyone who's in town or like solid real deal people now everyone's coming who is like especially on the weekends in general it's inexperienced diners it's people who are coming you know it, it's just a whole different thing and i found myself getting really annoyed at people who ask this and tell me if i'm being and what you think about this okay but um and maybe you all can let me know people who don't work in the service industry or if you do or not but when people ask a thousand questions when it's really busy, I get really annoyed with them. And I don't know whether or not I'm being unreasonable or if they should read the room more. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's tough because I like, uh, obviously it's my job to guide and to answer your questions and to help you make a choice and like, let you know what I know. And I, I'm doing all that. But when you ask to taste like four wines, when I'm like, getting my ass kicked i think that's too much i agree but i think some people would argue well i'm getting dinner and like where do you draw the line do you know what i mean i uh, no, i fully agree i will say to what in that context one of my biggest pet peeves and when people are i'm like if you if you are like this is what i need i need this level of service then just like own that and be like this is what's going on and we're both engaging in this dialogue. But it really bothers me when people are like, I'm so sorry, this is probably the dumbest question you've ever heard and I should probably just be shot in the face for being so fucking stupid, but <laughs> like, what is Sauvignon Blanc? And you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. you should know that information. <laughs> you're an adult person. I think like the like the apologetic air, like I'm like, if, you, if that's what you want and that's what you need, and you want me to spend 10 minutes with you. Yeah. Fine. I'll do it. Yeah. I don't even like that. I'm just like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like, I guess I just want everyone to be a little more prepared. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and obviously we come like because of our jobs, like when I go to a restaurant, 
if it's busy, even if it's not, I'm like, okay, let's hold off on our catching up. We got to order our drinks yeah. and let's get a game plan and then we can relax and talk to each other. And like, like I think about it, obviously because of what we do, we think about it, but I'm just like, people come in and they want so much of your time. Yeah. It's not fair. And it's like a really hard thing to do gracefully because it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm finding myself kind of like caught off guard because yeah. of the new season again. I forgot how much people need. Yes. You know? Specifically about wine, I wish people would say, is your wine director here or is there a sommelier I can speak with? Someone, you know what I mean? Like, so that they acknowledge that you have other duties. If you're not going to be, um, yeah, if you're coming to something with zero knowledge, I really, really can't be your primer. Yeah. I'm sorry. On a Saturday night, I'm unable to be your primer. Yeah. I can't. So it's just sort of like, I need you to take a little bit of responsibility for yourself. Totally. Maybe Google, maybe Google a couple things. I don't know. Yeah. I can't. Anyways, I also have another really good story that I'll save for another time because I had one of the craziest people ever come into the bar. Should I just say it? Yeah. Okay, great. This is going to be a long episode. We think you guys deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve this. You deserve this. You deserve it. This guy came in. We had like a wine tasting event, Mm -hmm. which is like really fun. Like we had a a distributor come um, with a bunch of cool wines and he was like very like California, like chill party guy, really friendly. Like everybody loved him. Great. Like so many wine people are like fucking assholes and I hate them. And they're like so uptight and shitty because they're either French or New York. And I'm like, I hate you guys are terrible. The worst people. But California wine people, they're great. We'll see. I mean, this guy was. That guy. Um, anyways, so it was like a fun, it was very like festive yeah. air. We were having a great night. Everyone was really enjoying it. And then this guy walks in. This woman sits down and she's just like, uh, I think sort of a faux wine person. Cause, because people really want to be attached to some certain things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I run this, I do this, but it wasn't really, I couldn't really tell like what. Her, right. It's not adding up. No. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what's your deal? Um, and she was getting really hammered and uh, she was like, I love this place. Like being like very complimentary. And she was like, fine. I was talking to her a little bit. And then this guy walks in and he's like, immediately has that voice that like just cuts through a, a, a din. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just, whoo. and he's like, I don't recognize anybody in here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that energy. He's like, immediately. Who? He goes, who are any of these people? And I was like, hello, sir. How are ya? I'm yeah. like, here's some water and a menu. Let's start there. You know, he's like looking at me and being like, I don't know anybody here. And I'm like, well, hello. I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's like, how long have you worked here? Literally just right off the bat. Yeah. I was like, um, about six months, like not a short amount of time. Yeah. He's like, I don't recognize anybody in here right now. What's going on? And I was like, well, sir, I, I always say this and it makes people so mad. I'm like, it is the restaurant industry. I yeah. Say, a lot of, Turnover. A lot of turnover in the restaurant industry. That's kind of how, how this these jobs kind of work, you know? I'm like, that's just, like, what it is, my dude. Um, and it's so he's so angered, and I kind of pointed out some staff members who have been there for literal years because they were there. And I was like, yeah, these people have been here since it opened. So a couple years. I'm like, it's, 
what are you talking it about? Yeah, it also hasn't even been open that, that long. long. No, it's not like, I've been coming here for 10 years. And yeah. It's like not, it's a new restaurant. Anyways. And then I was like, <laughs> like desperately trying to grab somebody that this guy could like latch on to. Right. And I was like, oh, come over here, sweetie. Got someone for you to talk to. Um, and nobody fucking knew this dude. Like they were like, oh, he's like, you don't remember me? And they're like, hmm, not really. I was like, thank God. Cause that's like the best burn in the world yeah. to be like, no, I've been here for years. And then he's just like, okay. Um, I don't know what I want. Um, how many Chardonnays by the glass do you have? Three, four. And I go, Oh, um, actually zero. I was like, let me, uh, walk you through what we do have. though. <laughs> Why would you have four Chardonnays by the glass? I love Chardonnay. Sure, Chardonnay no is... shade on Chard. Chardonnay, <laughs> one of my favorite grapes. I love it. Why would you have four by it the glass? It was so fun. Just like, what, a couple, two, three? I'm like, what are you talking about, sir? Simply, what are you talking about? Wow. So then he's just like, all right, I don't, I can't read this menu. Can you just tell me what you have? And I was like, and I'm like, you know my face when I'm like barely yeah. holding it together. And I was like, okay. My voice gets like scary mom. Yeah. And I was like okay, well, are you looking for an appetizer? Are you looking for a couple small things or a main? What, what are you feeling like for eating, yeah. sir? You know? And he's like, I don't know, just list a bunch of stuff and I'll tell you. So yeah. I'm literally going, I'm literally reading the menu to me and he's like, no, 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 mm, no. And I was like, I cannot believe this is my job right now. Just like, it was so, he's like, you know what? I'm going to have what she had. I'm going to have the, the duck. And I was like, okay, sir. Like barely holding it fucking together. It was, and then every time I would go over, he's like, another glass of wine. And I was just like, you are the worst person I've ever wow. spoken to. But in such a, if it had been a slightly different shade of shit, I could maybe have like thought it was funny. Right. But it was so like this this kind of masculinity that has zero self-awareness about it that i just couldn't yeah there was no way from i was like it was like boring a hole in my sternum like yeah. it was fucking terrible yeah and i let them know that it was terrible for me to deal with they could tell i mean that I was like, is and crazy. i hope you never come back i was like i hope to never fucking see you again i didn't say that obviously but that is so crazy i hate that attitude of like I'm like, people who come in and are like, <laughs> uh, who are you? I'm like, no, bitch, who are you? Yeah. Also, I don't owe you, like, clearly you're not a friend of the restaurant. If I've worked here six months, six months and never seen you or heard of you or anything, I know every PX who walks on the door, I get told who they are and yeah. I've never fucking heard of you. Anyways. That is so demented. Everyone was like, yo. I was like, yeah. They're like, I was watching you the whole time. I was like, I'm glad it was a fun show to watch me almost break down. Oh, my God. The idea of just being like, can you tell me the menu and I'll just tell you if I want it or not. Just like before I even finished a description of a dish, he's like, no. I was like, I will kill you after I get off my shift. Anyways. Ugh disgusting mm, yeah but anyways it was kind of you gotta have that every once in a while make you feel alive feel the rage mm, totally you know? totally yeah, yeah yeah um okay 
That's a little, enough. You got to crack a few eggs to, to make an omelet. Yeah. I will get to that omelet one day, but one so day. far it's just a lot of broken eggs on the ground. Yeah, egg all over my <laughs> all over my face, all over my hands. Hands. I'm swimming in the eggs. Um, Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> what are we fucking talking about? Even? We're talking about awards. Wow, it's award season. It's award season. Kind of one award. Emmys. Emmys. Just the Emmys. (laughs) We're talking about the Emmys. No, we're not. Um, But we're talking about food awards, um, which I think is really fun. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised we haven't talked about it yet. Because it's really... It's it's an interesting world. It's a really interesting world to us. Hopefully you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like there's two big, big guys. Yeah, the two big awards are the James Beard... And the Michelin. I always, and this is like another thing that I think my kid brain did to me, Mm -hmm. is that James Beard is James Lipton in my head. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because James Lipton has a beard? I don't know. I don't know what Yeah, James Beard has no beard. (laughs) That is fucked up. That's fucked up. And that's fucked up. (laughs) How does anyone get it? Right. I demand transparency in these names. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, well, I think that the James Beard are definitely the more industry e of the two awards. Yes. Um, like, very much put on for... If we're talking award show, I feel like that might be the, the Golden Globes, like the Hollywood Foreign Press. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, because it's, like, it's voted on by people in the restaurant industry... Right, and, right, and they have like it's yeah. Not... So tell me, I, I like don't know. Oh, okay, so okay. there's the so the main focus of the beards is chefs and restaurants, mm-hmm. and so it'll be either a chef or a restaurant will be nominated. Right. Um, they do it by region in the U.S. Um, so like. New York City is its own region, but then there's, like, the Eastern Seaboard. Then there's, like, the Got South. Okay. Texas is its own region. You know, stuff like that. Then, so you can be nominated as a chef or a, a restaurant. Restaurants can be nominated for, like, wine program, design, right. general service. What if I only went by the James Beard map in my life? I'm like, sorry, I'm flying over to uh, the Texas region of the country. Everyone's like, it's like sorry, that's my James Beard map. <laughs> oh, it's, you know me. <laughs> but then they also do um, food writing, cookbooks. They do podcasts. They do <clears throat> Mr. Beard. Uh, they do like they do a ton of. It's very industry focused. Like it's it's a ton of stuff for and by the industry forgot that it was that many things yeah it's a ton of stuff and then also so kind of because it is so industry focused they have tried to now post me Too era they're really trying to be like more inclusive so like one measure for restaurants to be nominated is if they're like values align with the values of the james beard foundation so it's like any restaurant like John Besh, his restaurants can't be nominated now because he's like been accused of sexual harassment and like, Ooh, you know, tricky territory. Yeah. And so, and then they also, 
Now, is the state good? That's what I want to know. Is I don't want to know if the, who's this guy been diddling. I want to know if the food is, is the good food or is not. Good. So they're very interesting because, um, and then they, they have like their rising chefs. Like I think they just did a big push to have like people of color and women be the rising chef. And they awarded the rising chef to the first black man to win that award in 20 years and he cooks African food and he like gave this big speech about Mm -hmm. you know whatever Um, and it's interesting because it is it's like because it is for the industry for and by the industry it's like responding to these issues in the same way that the industry is which is just they're kind of like uh, um uh, um uh, um (laughs) <laughs> it's like when our GM put up that We Believe Survivor sign and then we watched him take it down. Yeah. A couple months later. That was the best. I know. I wonder if we're going to put it back up now that Kavanaugh's getting impeached. Um, I would love just like, uh, there's kind of like a light that goes on when it says like, put up the sign <laughs> and then the light turns off <laughs> and you have to take down the We Believe Survivor sign. Raise the flag. Yeah. <laughs> The We Believe Survivors sign is at half mass today. Um, Because we don't. Because we don't, really, right now. Kind of on the fence. We're on the fence. (laughs) What was she wearing? (laughs) I just want anyone to think, um, a couple steps ahead, um, that when you do hang up a sign like that, which is fine, whatever, um, just the optics of physically removing it, um, just really kind of think about that. Maybe do it on the cover of night, you know? Cover of Maybe. night for sure, but definitely do take it down because it's like, if I walk past, remember those refugees welcome here sign? I had a whole joke about those signs because they made me crazy. When I, there's still places that have them and you're like, okay, so the $6 oat milk latte. That was my whole joke. I was dichotomy. like, some people from Syria are going to be welcomed with a <laughs> croissant and a fucking latte. It yeah. does, does it stop it? Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. The post election, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Um, the beard is also <laughs> doing one of their other like diversity pushes is that historically they've had. Um, a fee of $150 to submit writing for a nomination, like mm. just to submit. Um, and then they said they would waive that fee for first time applicants. Okay. Which a lot of people were like, this is again, it's just this sort of like half hearted, like mealy mouth right. gesture. And this woman was writing a response to it on Eater. And she was like, I submitted a piece that I was paid $300 for. And it was $150 to apply. She was like, that was half of the check that I got for the piece. Like it's, and so they're like, we're waiving this fee, but she's like, I've submitted twice now. So she's like, that, that doesn't, the way they waive it for first time. Right, right. It's just these like very like, I don't know the, you can almost, one can almost imagine the meetings that take place. Right. And so it's just, I think it points to, inadvertently it points to a huge problem within this industry, which is like who makes the choice, who sets the trends, who sets the voices, who sets the tone, who gets the loans that finance the restaurants, who gets to dictate what fusion is and what, absolutely, you know, whatever. Um, but ultimately they are the more boring of the two awards because it is just like a bunch of chefs (laughs) being like, Oh man, you're so great. 
that's all they are. And they are, I think that they are, they are trying to do, I mean, you know, they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take time for everyone to stop being such a little fucking cuck about everything. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I mean, that's the, que- it's the question too of, um, what, what do we want this industry to look like? Right. Because it's not, it's not a, it's not a clip. Like nobody wants like a sanitized fucking office job. Like you no. work in a restaurant to avoid that. So yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. I we mean, want? we've talked about it before. Yeah, we've talked about it before. The fine line between flirting and rape. It's like, where? No. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, you're so pretty. Oh God. No, I can't even uh, talk to my coworkers anymore. No, like, what am no. I supposed to say to them? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can't say a nice outfit anymore. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, James Beard, if James Beard is the mealy-mouthed NPR... Yeah, it really is the NPR. NPR set. Yes. And the Michelin stars are the other media group that makes sense in this analogy. BuzzFeed? No. Uh, New York Times. New York Times? Does that make sense? I don't know. Are those different media? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Folks, it's an <laughs> imperfect metaphor. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so everyone's heard of the Michelin star, Michelin rated restaurant, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, I, like, really stupidly did not know most of this shit. Okay. Do you know anything about the Michelin? A little bit. Okay. Well, <laughs> this, okay, so this whole episode sprung from a piece of gossip I heard about and I'm not going to mention details, but (laughs) vaguely I heard um, a recent recipient of a Michelin star. Which is a restaurant that I have a friend who works for another restaurant that the guy owns. And when they won the star, I was like, yeah. So everyone's pretty shocked about this in the, this is like the nerdiest bullshit in the world, but everyone's a little bit surprised. This particular restaurant. About this particular restaurant. And then someone I work with said, oh, that's because somebody at that restaurant slept with somebody, et cetera, et cetera. That's why they have a Michelin star. Who knows if that's true or not? God, I have to tell you guys. What? I'm so impressed. The sexual ability that I have would be nary a star in sight. You don't know that. You might even get a James Beard Award one day. Wow. You know? Wow. Where I'm going to award you the James Beard Award of sex. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I was just trying to figure out what that would mean. Like, a, Anyways. Um, <laughs> it's like it would be voted on. No asexuals could vote. It would be only people who have sex. You know what I mean? It would be all the sex yeah, No celibacy. You'd have to be like an active sexual member of right, the community exactly. in the last, you know, year. Oh, it would be other, maybe other women with HPV could vote. <laughs> Which I have mild HPV. Other bi women. Other bi women who have mild HPV can vote on my sexual performance. I have to say for a bi and woman with mild HPV, I think I must be pretty bad at sex. I feel like those generally those people must be good at it. Yeah. Well, there's always outliers, Kelly. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Which to me, this is very interesting. We'll yes. see if it's to you guys yes. as you immediately hit erase this podcast <laughs> from your library. Okay. Um, so the history of the Michelin. So I got to admit to you, I didn't know that the Michelin was the same as the tire company. Yeah. Okay. I always joked about it. And then I was like, wait a tick. Wait, just a tick. So 
In 1900, nobody was driving in France because nobody had cars. That was kind of, there was like not a ton of cars in yeah. the world. Um, but particularly in France, these two brothers, um, Edouard and André Michelin. Um, and Michelin. Michelin is how they said their names. It was very strange at the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone said, why don't you put the accent on your last mm-hmm. name? I said, we don't. Edouard. It, it's Edouard Michelin. Um, so they owned a tire company and they were like, let's make a guide that tells people where to go on a trip, uh, where to get a baguette and a good night's rest on the road. Yeah. Right. And, um, in basically an effort to get people to drive more so that they would need new tires. Yeah. Which is great. Um, which we love. I just don't know why I never put the two together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Two big Michelins. You know? It's mm-hmm. just a weird combo. Anyways, okay. I'm not making any more excuses for myself. Um, so they kept publishing these guides and it started increasing in popularity, started becoming like a worldwide thing, um, but exclusively like in Europe, ETC. So it's come to be now a, like a huge thing, although yeah. it's only specific cities like... I think it was just fairly recently that New York got added to the Michelin. In the 90s. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's kind of crazy to me because you think of it as this, like, it, to me, it's like been this whole fucking thing. Yeah. Added New York in the 90s and like LA and um, San Francisco even more recently than that. Yeah. So it's a huge thing getting, so there's one, two, and three stars. It's like very, very simple, which I think is part of the like, oh yeah, sorry. Um, Kelly just held up four, but like no places have four stars. Yeah. I think there are six There's like, four star restaurants yeah. in the world. So it's like most places get, you can like get stars taken away. You can get them added. It's a whole like people, mind. people revoke the stars. People revoke them. They're the recent, what, do, what am recent. I trying to say? They're, they so people rebuke can, some. So yeah, this is what I was going to talk about partly is that some restaurant owners, who are like, that's like the coolest move. Oh. You're say, like, I got it, but I don't even want it. Yeah. So even if you get one Michelin star. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And that means, as we've talked about on other, po- on other episodes of this podcast, is like it adds in a whole new element and can like change your whole restaurant. Mm-hmm. So now you have, you're overbooked, guests are more demanding, it's too busy. You can't give quality service. It's like people start to get angry and it's, it's a, it completely can ruin your restaurant. So some owners and chefs are just like, no, No. which I love. And they take it out of the guide, which is like such a fucking classy move Mm -hmm. to me. It's it's like donating anonymously. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Um, but there's a lot, so there's a lot of controversy, obviously, because it's like such a, I mean, anything that's like this powerful and like this, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Omnipotent's not the right word, but it's like... It's a huge presence. It's a huge... Like, people... It, it sounds crazy to talk about it for people who don't work in restaurants or know this world, but it really, like, changed the way... I was reading an article that really changed the way chefs even just, like, work. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, I've been... I've interviewed at restaurants where people are like... They're like, we want the star. Yeah. And they're like, we're we're looking for a staff that wants the star. Right. And it's like, it's a, it's, there are people that that is the focus of the restaurant. Yeah. And it means like working at a level that 
is like every night there's like a food critic in your home. So how it works. So let's, we can talk a little bit about how it works. So we'll mm-hmm. backtrack. So you're like, how do, how could this possibly be a thing? How can they rate this many restaurants? So what they do, and I always reference Phantom Gourmet. That's like a New England thing, right? Yeah. Okay. I love, I love, it's like basically the Michelin stars are secret shoppers. Yes. There's a whole team. There's a whole team. Trained, and it's very secretive. You can't even tell your parents that you have a job with the, like, Michelin star company. It's, yeah. like, crazy. Like, people don't tell their spouses. Yeah. So you have to remain completely secret. They usually come in pairs, so they will be, like, a date, or, like, they look, they're supposed to, like, just look like normal people. Mm-hmm. And they basically visit a place, like, four times in six months, and then write, like, very, it's... The writing is really grotesque, but, um, and, and then they are supposedly, they revisit this restaurant over the course, you know, they keep revisiting it Mm -hmm. to make sure it maintains its status or whatever. But then when you extend out, like, all around the world and the amount of restaurants, and some people are like, there's no fucking way they're doing that. Yeah. Which is, well, Pete Wells famously, I think in like 2015, they published a, their New York list and he was like, this is bullshit. And he was like, is this supposed to be, is it supposed to feel like it's comprehensive or is it supposed to highlight? Right. Well, there, cause union square cafe wasn't on it. And there was like a whole fucking yeah. thing. People freaked out about it. Um, which is a very popular New York restaurant or was, but, um, is it reopened? Right. It reopened. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't go to those places, but, um, so obviously got a C that's why it closed. <laughs> it got a C L I'm not going M A O. So, um, anyways, the list, a lot of criticisms, obviously the list skew French, Mm-hmm. They skew very fancy. Mm-hmm. And Omakase is really hot with the Michelin Guide right now. Yeah. And also, they fucking. Also, I read a thing that was interesting where it's sort of this thing of like, yeah, Japan has more Michelin starred restaurants than anywhere else. And they're like, because it was like a business thing with Michelin tires. It's just yeah. like shit like that where you're like, of course, like, of course, that's how it works. Well, it's, it started as a business exactly, venture. And exactly. then people are like, it, people act like it's like this divine text. It's, it's like, like babe, no. Yeah. It was a thing to sell more tires. Yeah. It's not like a fucking thing. Um, it's like when people get upset at the Oscar, it's like, that is one of my biggest pet peeves when people are like, oh, this studio bought this Oscar. This was, I can't believe, or when people were getting upset specifically that Get Out was nominated for a sequel, I was like, the studios submitted it or it nominated as a comedy. Oh, uh Get Out. They were like, I don't know why I said sequel. sequel, yeah. Like, well, that's Um, interesting though. (laughs) You're like, that would be weird. (laughs) Um, it the studio submitted it's not like the oscar committee was like we thought that was a comedy the studio submitted it that way to hedge their bet right to win it it was like you're getting mad at the wrong thing it's like when people are like the michelin guide is like this like this it's because people because it's more fun to think about it as that yeah sucks to think about it as like a fucking garbage bloated bullshit which is what it is um but uh and then I was reading, there was a guy who got, like, obviously his job, he got fired, because he was like, I'm going to write a book about being a Michelin reviewer, mm-hmm. and it sounds, like, really fucking bad. They were like, it's crazy, you have to, like, 
drive like it's like a really lonely like isolating thing and then you're like eating these extravagant meat it's just like sounds really insane yeah kind of fascinating i was like i wonder i kind of want to do i it. know yeah we could obviously never be we're too conspicuous in every obviously. way shape or form <laughs> obviously everyone's like why is tom petty and <laughs> why are they walking into this restaurant um yeah, i wore a full prison jumpsuit to my birthday yeah dinner. so it would be a little bit much for anyone to kind They're of like, overlook us like who are these like absolute baby freaks? um but yeah so obviously there's a lot of holes in this michelin star thing Mm -hmm. but what i really found to be fascinating was there was a chef uh bernard Nusso. i'm sure i'm butchering Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. anyways super famous chef in france what if i was like he was german and um (laughs) no super famous guy had a bunch of crazy restaurants everyone loved him he was like the toast of fucking france yeah whatever i'm sure he made a great bernays or whatever um and he had a bunch of restaurants he was uh three stars michelin Mm -hmm. three stars a bunch of other like french awards and this is how the the yes exactly all that shit another french um he this is really funny sorry Okay. Um, how the article put it was that they're like, and then the late 90s came and everyone loved Asian fusion cuisine, which I was like, just imagining, oh God, the terror, <laughs> the terror of 1998 Asian fusion. Oh no, papaya. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's, and then it was like the whispers that he had lost his grip on the new and, you know, it was all this stuff. Yeah. Homeboy thought that he was getting a Michelin star taken away from him, blew his brains out. <laughs> what? Straight up killed himself. Oh no, because, that's not what I thought was going to happen. Because he thought he was getting a Michelin. He was like afraid that it was about his. He had had some other thing recently downgraded, and he thought the Michelin thing was about to be published, and he was like, I'm getting a star taken away, and he fucking killed himself. He blew his brains out. And turns out, he was wrong, Um, which is kind of funny, but sad. Anyway, chefs are morons is the really the... Yeah, I mean, that's... Obviously. Um, You guys need to take it down a couple notches if you're putting a fucking barrel to your brain over a star, you idiot. Chill out. Sit down. Have some water. Eat some of your food. It's probably delicious. (laughs) Enjoy yourself. Take Make a yourself a plate of food and say a, yum. A little smoke break outside with your pals. Have a laugh. Have a laugh. See your kiss your wife on the mouth. Kiss her on the bouche. <laughs> That's French for mouth. <laughs> kiss your wife on the fucking bouche, you maniac. Maybe you go for a nice long drive in the country, kind of Why look out on the vista. Get back to the Michelin star roots and yeah, look at the vista. You know? Oh my god. Julia and Julia it, but with the Michelin oh, guy. What a what a treat. Wow, think about it. What a treat. Back to basics. Julia would never, Julia would never have done such a thing. She's such a chill lady. Oh my god, the best. Yeah. Anyways, isn't that nuts? That was like that was I was reading that on the train because I was like, okay, so like, what are some like some things that have happened about around? And then I was like, (gasps) (laughs) it was like the twist in a movie. Um, 
But anyways, yeah. So people just like anxiously await the publication of the Michelin Guide. And it's just like a really nuts thing that is just so surprising to me that people still really, really take it seriously. I think I, I just want to cite one more article that I read that was almost too insane to actually <laughs> finish, but I really liked it. Um, it's in Vanity Fair, of course, so this author is, like, totally fucking coked out of their brain. But um, it's in Vanity Fair. The author is A.A. A. Gill, and it's uh, Michelin, get out of the kitchen. And it's basically, like, what's wrong with the Michelin system? And it's, like, everything's wrong yeah. with it. So it just kind of rips it a new one, and it's pretty funny. Um, but it was explaining, like, just how much this has corroded the industry in a very bad way and i guess i didn't realize like among the many things i had no fucking idea about the michelin star system was how recent it was mm. i don't know why i just kind of always had that stuff happen in like the 70s or 80s in right. my mind because it's like zagat like yeah no totally you know what i mean and the fact that it's not like zagat's is like an online isn't it like i mean now it's online but it's like user yeah, it's I like, think it's user it's generated. User generated and review like it's like both. Yeah, kind of. It's more like of the people. Yeah, is that, and there's no like a war. I mean, there probably is awards, but that's war. like yeah. I mean, I think like I still think like restaurant critics for like publications is still like a pretty good system. I know we shit on Pete Wells a lot on this podcast, but I think like having like your local paper and yeah, you know, no, that's totally still a good. Um, I just want to say, I want to, there's so many good poll quotes from this Vanity Fair article, but, um, they're saying, um, Michelin spawned restaurants that were based on no regional heritage or ingredient, but grew out of cooks, abused vanity, insecurity, and fawning hunger for compliments, which I think is like kind of, yeah. like, it's it, kind of that it's, ticking the boxes of like, it's going to be an elevated, yeah. you know, that's this kind of, you know, white glove experience. Well, also it's like everything then tries to replicate because people are so, it's like when Noma was the most popular, yeah. which is like Scandinavian. So it's like lots of like fermentation, lots of like cardamom, mm -hmm. lots of like dill and corn. It's like, and then everyone wanted to replicate that, but it's like, why would you replicate that? And like, the American Southwest. Like, it's like, that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like that food doesn't resonate because it's not of that. Give me some green chilies. Yeah. I think it's all, I mean, it really is all money based. Yeah. And that's what it means. That's what, that's what Michelin stars mean. They mean money. And that means power. And that means, it's just like, obviously it's going to fucking be bad. Yeah. For you. And forever. And for me. Because yeah. now I can't go to goddamn Uncle Boone's. Where the, the James Beard, that's your your uh, Golden Globes. Michelin, that's your Grammys. Bunch of bullshit. Hmm. Yeah. Everyone hates the Grammys. I know. Okay. Why are you telling me that? Because you, you, you said... I was hmm. considering it. You were considering it? I wasn't saying I've never heard that people <laughs> hate the Grammys. Well, Kelly's wearing a Beyonce hat. She's like, let me tell you a couple things about the Grammys. Well, you know who they fucking... I know, that's why I said it. Beck? You think Beck is better than Beyonce? Mm, no. Beck now versus Beyonce now? No. Destiny's Child's V Beck 1998? Mm, that's, yeah, mm. well, that's a different conversation. Yeah, so we're, let's have it. <laughs> let's right have now. it right now. <laughs> so let's have it. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sweating. 
I think I came off as a real rube in this in this episode. No, I you had a lot of information. I got really info hungry with the Michelin stuff. <laughs> Feed me, Teddy. <laughs> That's me talking to Mr. Michelin. Also, there's so many pictures of just like the tire guy eating at a table. It's very, it's very off-putting and bizarre to me. Yeah, I wish they would not use the tire guy. That's what I'm saying. I, oh, and that's the thing that it was so... Have you seen the vintage pictures of the tire yes. guy? Yes. It's d- disgusting. We'll it's post so them when gross. we post this episode. But I think that's what part of it is. I was like, oh, there's no way that this prestigious... Yeah. Because that's why I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. It must be a joke. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, no, it's real. Why is everyone freaking out? It's like, it's, it'd be like if the brawny paper towel guy were like trying to i don't know rate cars mm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to think what would be cost. what's a like um like an unrelated like he sell was... me a house i don't know oh uh, yeah yeah kinda, yeah the combo well it's a household product damn it i am really fucking up with my i feel like the brawny guy selling a house kind of would be yes i see that like if he was like I trust, you know, <laughs> Colwell Banker or like whatever. <laughs> it's also like, okay, and then we'll end this episode. But <laughs> it's so interesting to me that this like weird fuck, I guess I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised, but this like corporate like finger in our fucking, it's just been there forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This in a weird way that I was like, oh, it's so weirdly simple yet so sinister and now it's evolved into this fucking thing it's just it's very interesting to me well i think that kind of thinking about it coming in the 90s it's like it was a way to cut through the noise of like you know blogs and like an overpopulation of review of reviews so it's like restaurants focused on that because they were like that's a way to like get it yeah there and now it's like but now it's like turned on its head and it's fucking stupid it's a monster it's a monster and now it's just like instagram pop-up combos which is fine yeah um which is fine with me i don't give a fuck anymore i just want to be able to sit down at a restaurant that i want to go to you know everyone shut the hell up shut the hell up you know what you everyone listening shut the hell up I think Pete Wells should be the only restaurant critic. I want one guy to tell me where to eat, and that's Pete Wells calling <laughs> me up every Peter day. <laughs> Bartholomew Wells. <laughs> I'm going to text him three times a day and say, Petey, where am I eating today? What am I, what am I having for breakfast? <laughs> I've never heard his voice. I don't think I have either. We're going to go find a video. You know who we can ask. No, Kelly. We know someone who knows him. Yeah. Um, I mean, lots of people know him. That's not that's not crazy information to say. I just want you know, his eyes are so wild. (laughs) His eyes are so wild that they don't belong in his little face. Yeah. I feel like he's seen a lot. Those are the eyes that look up at you like gnawing on a bone, like feral in the woods. And you look up, it's Pete Wells' eyes. Anyways, this has been (laughs) FOH. In conclusion. In conclusion, everything is dumb. Eat where you like. And uh, tip your fucking servers and bartenders because we deserve it. Yeah. So true. Okay, please review, rate, and subscribe, and give us money if you want to. Okay. Bye. Bye.